Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. You've joined a global movement of sales professionals who are dedicated to being authentic and building trust. We call it Selling from the Heart. Together, we are on a mission to bring sincerity and substance to the sales profession we all love. Get ready to be inspired and equipped as we join our hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy. Daryl here, and I'm excited to share with you one of the most innovative tools we've come across in a long time. Our partners at Y Institute have developed an amazing platform that helps people discover their Y operating system. It's truly amazing. In 10 minutes or less, you can know why you do what you do, how you bring your why to life, and what people can count on from you. It's truly the first step in self-awareness. If you're a coach or a sales leader who believes in helping your people understand who they are so they can be the best version of themselves, you've got to check this out. All you need to do is go to whyinstitute.com and look for the Y certification page. We'll put the link in the show notes. When you reach out to the Y Institute, let them know you heard about it here on Selling from the Heart, and you'll be on your way to helping your team discover what drives them. Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's another fantastic day here at Selling from the Heart. God, Daryl, we made it through January. We're pushing February, trying to shed the... uh, the leftover holiday LBs, if you know what I mean. It, but it's right. a great day here at Selling from the Heart, Daryl. It is a great day. We got the working genius himself, Mr. Elliot Moon, in the studio. This is going to be an incredibly powerful conversation. You're going to love it. And one of the things I love at Selling from the Heart in this new year, is, and I'm, it was a huge part of my year last year, it's a huge part of my year this year, is the Insiders Group, a group of like-hearted sales professionals and leaders that gather regularly. Larry, I'm so excited for all that's ahead for the Insiders Group in this coming year. You know, absolutely. Just a special shout out to one of our newest members, Jeremy Seegers. We appreciate you. I mean, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You're a true, authentic individual. Plus, I like when you show up and you wear red all the time. So That's right. Hot on. <laughs> a little partial. Hey, if you want to come hang <laughs> out with us, come check it out. Give it a test drive. Go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash free dash pass and come join us for an up close and personal. Uh, You're going to absolutely love it. You'll find the link in the show notes as well. Sellingfromtheheart.net slash free dash pass. Well, I'm excited today about our guest. Our guest today is Elliot Moon. He is a certified working genius coach with an incredibly diverse professional background. Elliot's experience in innovation and adaptability combined with his deep understanding of the working genius model put together by none other than Patrick Lencioni. It makes him a unique figure in personal and professional development. So you're going to be so excited as we dive into Elliot's insights and learn about how his coaching and the working genius model can unlock potential and drive performance. Elliot, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. It's great to have you here. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Larry. Thank you so much for having me on. I certainly hope I can live up to that introduction because that was... That was very fantastic. So, no, it's I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, I forgot my name tag that says Mr. Working Genius. I believe that was part of my <laughs> You know, I must have left that at the house. That's okay. That's okay, though. Uh, no, thrilled to be here. Honored to be on the podcast with you and looking forward to our conversation. 
I am as well. And and this is going to be fantastic. We're big Lencioni fans around here. And as we get started, and this is going to be really, really helpful for everybody listening in, whether you're a leader um, or a producer in sales. But as we get started, Elliot, you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers. And that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? Yeah, I love this. I was, you know, I was telling you this a little bit earlier about even just driving in. I've never been in that role, but I've been around it a lot. Sales has not really been a big piece of my puzzle. Like I said, I've been around it a lot. And so as I've been thinking about this question, this is the thing that came to my mind. Um, You know, what does it mean to sell from the heart? For me, I would say, do you have the ability to put the client in front of the transaction? Can you value the client more than you value the transaction? Do you have that ability? To me, that's what it would mean to sell from the heart. Do you, because sales feels it's so relational. Everybody I know that is really good at what they do and has a longevity in their career when it comes to sales, it feels like they understand how to relate to people. Like they're just relational monsters in a great way. They, they just get the connection piece. So for me, if you're going to sell from your heart, it's like, hey, do you have the ability to value the, the person over the transaction, whatever that might mean, whatever that circumstance might bring along. But that's what came to my mind when I was thinking about what does it mean to sell from the heart? I, you know what, Elliot? I love it because there's something that you just said at the very end of this is value the person over the transaction. Yeah. And, and I love what you, how you said that. And, and it was perfect. It's a perfect segue into our conversation. But I just got to throw this back at you just for a moment is how'd you come up with some of, you know, your thought? Because you said you've been dancing around and working with salespeople, though you haven't been in sales. But you so right. eloquently said, what's, what's it mean to sell from the heart? What's What's the whole background behind how you came to be with that? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, my dad was a, as a salesman. I mean, I grew uh, up watching him. He was in the insurance business and he was in that side of the insurance. He did management for a while, but he gave it up because he just, he was so relational. He wanted to be back out in the field. So I grew up in Texas and I mean, he was a, he, he would get his stack of leads and he would head out the door on Monday and have like, Hey, we'll see you on Thursday afternoon, dad. And he was driving all over the state of Texas, going door to door and meeting with people. And I would see how, you know, he was really good at what he did. He was really successful at what he did because he just knew how to value people really well mm-hmm. that they didn't need. But hey, what, what's your greatest need? So I would see that play out in his life at home and I could see how that translated into his job. But then also friends of mine that are in the industry um, that are really good at what they do. It, there seems to be a common thread there. As I just look around, it's like those people really know how to value people. Uh, no matter what room they walk into, they know how to connect with people, ask great questions that are like, hey, let me, I want to learn about you. I'm not just here to like sell you something. I'm here. I want to learn about you. And then let me see if what I have to offer matters. You know, what's your greatest need? Meet that need. That seemed to be a, a through thread for all the people that I know uh, that are really good at at sales. So that's kind of where I drew some of the, what do I know about my friends and even from my dad who was really good in that field. So that's kind of, that's where that definition came from. That's no, all good. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Elliot, I'm so excited about this conversation here today about working genius and my backstory on this. I was, and I'm so excited for the selling from the heart community to, to get introduced to this and take a deeper dive. If you're already familiar with it, I was actually presenting at a conference and, um, and I was, it was right before last year, I took a trick trip to Mount Everest base camp. And so I was leaving this conference 
that I was presenting at to go fly from that conference in Orlando all the way to Nepal to go on this epic trek. And the last session, right before I left for this like 24-hour journey around the planet, was a guy named Patrick Lencioni. And he, and everyone knows who Patrick is, he was leading a session about the working genius. And he unfolded the concepts that we're going to discuss today. And I got to spend like 24 hours on an airplane thinking about this. And it was really, really helpful to me. So at, being able to have a working genius expert here today is is so, so cool. And maybe a great place to start, Elliot, would be Tell us what is the working genius model? Maybe give us, to use that airplane analogy, a bit of a flyover of this to orient our sales leaders and sales professionals who are listening in with us today. Yeah, for sure. Um, working genius does come from the table group. Pat, Patrick Lencioni, who you referenced, uh, he and his team really developed this. And, and honestly, it was a, it was a, a byproduct of an organizational health or company uh, their journey through COVID, you know, when they had to get off the treadmill, just like everybody else had to get off the treadmill in 2020, to some degree, or change treadmills, I would, I would say, maybe is a better way to say that. Uh, some people jumped off the treadmill and and ran headlong into a, a Olympic marathon sprint. But you know, it was really their journey through, hey, when we have to slow down for a second and reevaluate how we're doing things, it was their journey through why are we doing certain roles inside of the company? And so what came out of it was this working genius idea. And the idea is just this working genius is most people think because there's an assessment tied to it, that it's a personality assessment or a behavioral assessment. And ultimately, it's really not. I mean, that's 20% of the conversation. But 80% of the conversation is about productivity. How do you get things done? How, how is how we think all work really falls into six different types of activities. And again, we're not trying to be reductive about that. We know every job is way more nuanced than just six, you know, really things. But we think all of them, if you were to zoom out, can really fit into these six different activities that start with the beginning of a project and you finish over here with the last one. And then the assessment that comes with it is there to help you as an individual identify, hey, we're in this work process not where are you strong and weak. That's not the conversation that we lean into. The conversation we lean into is, hey, where in this process of getting work done, do you get the most joy and fulfillment from? Which I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I'll go into boardrooms and working with uh, executive teams. And when I say, hey, we're the, the fundamental thing that we're talking about here today is really where in the work process do you get joy and fulfillment from? I sometimes have to do a little like, all right, I understand how that sounds. And yes, we're actually here to talk about that today. But if you'll stick with me, um, I think you'll find that this has radical impact on how you show up and how you get things done. And so it's ultimately a productivity tool. It helps you find where you get joy and fulfillment from in the work process. It helps you identify where you te tend to lean out, where we would call those your frustrations, where you tend to lean in. Those are your working geniuses. And then once you know that, it's about building a strategy around how do we increase productivity on our team and how do we increase morale at the same time? Oh, I, I like this because, by the way, and I know we're going to unpack this, Elliot, because Daryl made me take it. So I'm sure y'all are going to unpack. I'm sure you're all going to unpack me, but um, in a very good way, hopefully. <laughs> 
We'll see. <laughs> Stop. But when but when it comes to this, because there's a lot of sales professionals and sales leaders that that watch the Selling from the Heart podcast or they listen into it. So speak to the sales professional for a moment who's scratching their head, going, "Okay, I think I get what you're saying about the working genius. This relates to productivity." But help me unpack this as an individual on what this will enable me to do even better than I'm doing now. But what does it expose that enables me to become better at some of my, I guess, the weaknesses? It maybe are the opportunities. I don't know if, if I'm using the right words or not. No, that's great. Yeah. In our language, right, we would call those your geniuses are the things that bring you joy and fulfillment. Okay. The things that you might find frustrating or or tend to cut corners on the most or things that you uh, find draining when you have to do them in your job. Those are, we would say you're working frustrations. So we say geniuses and frustrations. Those are the two polarities in the conversation. Great question, Larry. I would say a couple of things to that. One, a lot of times this this tool comes alive when you're talking with intact teams. So there's definitely some team benefit to that. So a lot of times we lean into that with, with organizations. Hey, how is this resonating with your team? Let's understand how the process happens, really help identify how work happens. Now let's talk about how you show up in that work process. And then kind of this third phase to the conversation is really about how is your team showing up in that now? What's interesting, I would imagine, is, you know, in sales world, my hunch is it's a lot of kind of individual contributors that I don't know. There's, there might be sales teams, but I don't know if it functions like a team. I mean, a lot of times salespeople, in my experience, and obviously you're, you're more the experts here, but it feels like Lone Rangers. Hey, we are all doing the same thing, kind of, but we just check in every now and then, but we don't really rely on each other to accomplish what we're doing. We really, we're just running. And so I would say to that, if that's, if there's somebody that's listening, they're like, yeah, that's me. I've, I'm even, even though I'm housed on a team, mm-hmm. we don't function like a, a team. Um, meaning I rely on somebody else to help get my job done. It's really more, I got to go and, and, and knock it out of the park. I would just say this working genius is incredibly helpful from a self-awareness standpoint. Uh. And it's not just about self-awareness, it's self-awareness in the process of achieving results. So you got to know that everything, the whole point of the conversation is helping people achieve their results that they've said, Hey, this is the goal. This is what we're running after. So if you're an individual contributor, or if you're a salesperson, what working genius will help you to know is, Hey, what parts of work could you stay there and do all day long? What parts of work are fulfilling for you? What parts actually like, Hey, I, I, you would sign up for that type of work if you had to. And then what parts of your job which you still have to do or is draining for you. Or in a lot of times I'll say it's draining or we say frustrating. Uh, Sometimes people get hung up on that word frustrating. Like, Hey, I didn't get to where I am because I'm frustrated with something. It's like, sure. (laughs) I get that. Let's talk about where you, when when the tyranny of the urgent kicks in, where are you, where do you cut corners first in your own job? Right. Or where do you tend to procrastinate because you, you don't want to do that until you absolutely have to. That's what we're talking about. Because once you know that most people feel that, but they don't know what to call that. Like even in their own journey and in their work process, even if they're a solopreneur, you know, if there's no team around them at all, you need to know this can help identify, Hey, where are you going to spend the majority of your time because you want to stay there? And where are you going to tend to cut corners or slow down or procrastinate? Mm -hmm. But all, all of it has to happen. So this can really help you identify that. 
know where you tend to lean in, know where you tend to lean out. And then let's, let's build a strategy for that, right? Because people who don't know that can unintentionally find themselves upside down on a project, falling way behind because, oh, I didn't plan enough time for the stuff that I find frustrating. Like, no, no, you got to know that. And let's build a strategy around that mm-hmm. to make sure you can operate at the highest level. So even from a solopreneur standpoint, it's really helpful to know, like, hey, this is where I tend to lean in. This is where I tend to lean out. Now let's build a strategy for myself around how I move through the work process. Yeah, I've got so many ideas firing <laughs> off here, Elliot. Uh, which is probably, I, see, I see your eyebrows going up. So oh, I can let, let you go. Good. Yeah. Well, this is this is probably because I, I have the working genius of the first two uh, two things in the in the model. So, tell us the six categories. Yep. Uh, what? A, so the, the thing I love about this is there's an acronym, so you can actually remember this. The acronym is Widget, and each one of the letters stands for the six working geniuses. So give us a quick flyover. Then we'll do a little bit of a, uh, we'll, we'll put Larry on the couch for a moment and, and uh, <laughs> dissect Larry. How about that? Elliot, I'm used to I've it. Got his I'm, used to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> Daryl knows it. And before we record it, you know it. So you got it. Right. Oh All right. Uh, so tell us good. about the widget. Yeah, which by the way, that was not intentional to come up with a, 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 the the word widget, but I'm, we were all very grateful that it came out that way because it makes it really easy to remember. Yeah. And again, these are the six activities, big buckets. We think all work falls into these six activities. The first one is wonder, right? Wonder is the first activity in work, and and if that happens to be one of your geniuses, that means hey, you love that part of work. When the part of work is there, you you lean in, you 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 want to stay there. You get really amped. You enjoy that part of work. So wonder is all about identifying the need for change, right? So this is, hey, let me start thinking really high level about where we are with things. Um, Let me start. I call it sometimes poking the bear, right? This is the, I wonder if there's a better way to do this. I wonder if we've got the right team assembled. I wonder if we're running after the right market share. I wonder if we need to even need to be in this space at all. So it's really those high level questions that oftentimes people find frustrating in the workplace because you're like, oh my gosh, you're asking these questions. That's just really slowing us down. And what we say, hey, if you don't have that, if you don't have that as the, the tee off for your, for your project, you're really missing the bigger opportunity that's out there. So it's really all about identifying the need for change. So that's wonder. The second genius, and of course, these are all interconnected to one another. Um, they all play off of each other. But the, if wonder asks the big question, then that fires off the next activity, which is um, invention, right? So invention is all about generating ideas and solutions. Uh, this is, hey, wonder says, I, I wonder if we should be doing this at all, or I wonder if we should be doing this a different way. Invention says, great question. Let me come up with some potential solutions for, for that question, right? Look, here, here's six, here's things, just six things right off the top of my head. Um, give me a blank whiteboard and give me about three hours and watch what happens, oh. right? So Daryl's like, hello, uh, hey, that Elliot, I identify with that remark. <laughs> I've been in those. <laughs> yeah, you've been in that. Yeah, there's, you know, for somebody that loves invention, and that's one of their geniuses, the entire world is just one giant wild or just waiting to be marked up, right? So it's like, there's always opportunity to like, oh, we could, we could dream up ideas about this, or, hey, you mentioned this, and you didn't even ask me 
for, for my help, but I've got a couple of ideas and solutions for you if you'd be interested in hearing them, right? So that's what invention's all about, right? It's easy to see. It's easy to feel when it's happening. Once you come up with all those ideas and solutions, at some point, you have to whittle them down and figure out what's the right one to move forward with. So that's the next stage of work, which is discernment. Discernment is all about assessing the workability of all those solutions that the, the ideation or the invention stage just came up with, right? So when Daryl comes up and says, hey, well, all these potential things that we could do. And at some point you have to go, all right, what's the best one to move forward with? Mm. And really, that's a little bit more of like a, I say a gut level, but it's not really get, just gut level, like how we make a decision to move forward. But it's really like the people with discernment have this dashboard that they're always paying attention to with all these gauges, right? You've got data, you've got experience, you've got timelines, you've got uh, how much work is on this team's plate. So all these different gauges you're always paying attention to. So when, when somebody with discernment or that stage pops up, they're usually looking at all these dials to say, I think out of, out of everything I'm paying attention to, this is the one we need to move forward with. Doesn't mean that they're always right. But it usually means that they always have a really well-informed opinion. So that's something to pay attention to. So that's discernment. That kind of fires off the next activity, which is galvanizing. Galvanizing is all about rallying and inspiring people towards action, right? So we've made this decision in the discernment process. We made a decision we need to move forward. All right, let's go rally. Let's go rally the troops. Let's tell them what we decided to do, why we decided to do it. And the part that they get to play in the process. Let's rally everybody around this idea and inspire them to go out and do it. That's galvanizing. Super important step. Very often skipped in the workplace. Um, and then the next genius after galvanizing is enablement. Enablement is all about equipping and helping the work to happen. So you, you've, you've fired it off. You've made a decision. You've cast the vision for, hey, this is what we decided to do. Let everybody, let's move forward. Enablement is, okay, the work's happening. Now let's make sure everybody has what they need to do in order to accomplish what we've asked them to do. Hey, do you need more resources? Hey, do you need more clarity? Do you need more time? How can I help you do what we've asked you to do? So that's enablement. Okay. Fires off the last genius, which is tenacity. Right. We got to get this thing across the finish line. Tenacity is all about ensuring successful results. You want to make sure that this thing's getting across the finish line, but also with the plans and standards that you've set forward. I, I noticed that my hands disappeared at some point, so I, I got to be careful about my hands. Uh, I use them a lot. So but tenacity is all about making sure that the project gets done but also gets done in the way that we said we were going to. So it's a plans and standards. It's a detail person which I am so grateful for because my geniuses are at the other end of this thing. So I'm really grateful for anybody that has tenacity. I, I partner up with them really well. So that's, that's the widget. That's the widget process that from start to finish, that's a whole project. And if your geniuses are any there, you know, when you take an assessment, it'll tell you, you have two geniuses. So two of those areas are most likely where you show up. And when the process hits that place, you come alive. You love that part of the process. And again, your assessment will tell you, you also have two working frustrations, which lets you know, hey, when you hit this part of the process, that might be a place you tend to lean out. You'll lose interest. It's not your favorite thing to do or it drains you when you have to do it. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about how you work through the widget and what the geniuses and the activities are. Okay, I Larry, I, I, I got what, an observation. 
I know <laughs> you have an observation. I'm, I'm going to tell you so this right excited. now, Elliot, because Daryl's going to pick on me, but I'm going to tell you because we've taken it. We're polar opposites. That's why Daryl and I work so well together. That's right. That's right. Is the stuff that he geeks out on, I can't stand. And the things that I geek out on just drives him nuts. Well, yeah, Daryl, what were you going to say? Because I'll just say this really quick, Larry. So many times when I'm around teams, they'll say, oh, this person, their their geniuses are my frustrations. Yes. So, yeah, that's probably why we Ugh. butt heads. And I'm like, no, 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 that couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. That's why you should be incredible teammates and be yeah. running towards each other. right? Because all of those geniuses are needed to make work happen. So if you don't have some of those geniuses, but somebody else does, that's what that's that's the, the symbiotic relationship that makes all work helpful and better. Right. So mm, when you run yeah. towards the people that have the opposite uh, geniuses, what were you going to say, Daryl? No, so, hey, so Daryl, in our time remaining, you know, it'd be great. Let's share with everyone yours and mine and have Elliot's you know, have Elliot kind of pick this apart and why I think we mesh so well together. OK, but I got an observation. I got to make this uh, invention. Wonder guy. Look at this. Larry. Love <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brilliant. It is the buying process wonder is there a better way what could we do should we do it how are we going to take action how do we take action and let's make it work do you realize that this working genius is the stages of the buying process which is very fascinating because it's also the stages of getting work done but it's the stage stages of buying something and i think that's fascinating it's my first observation second observation is most people listening in sell to teams and there's buying teams today. It's one of the reasons that a majority of stuff is stuck in a sales pipeline. And a lot of it may be because we don't understand where that is in the buying process and how the different people on the team are thinking about that. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there's a third observation. I want to get to Larry's working genius, though, and all of that. So I think there's uh, all I'm saying is, Elliot, there is a lot here related to sales that we're going to figure out and unpack. But Larry has a working genius. Now I have to work alongside Larry. So the audience, you know, feels a lot of empathy and sympathy towards me. <laughs> Larry's right. working oh. genius. He's, he loves, I'm looking at the data right here, enablement and wonder and his working frustration is galvanizing an invention. So let's put Larry on the couch for a second. What would you say about working <laughs> with Larry? What would I say about working with Larry? Oh, gosh. Okay. So I'll tell you this. We call we call the WE or the EW pairing. Uh, again, remember, remember that's wonder and enablement, right? Mm -hmm. So we would call that pairing uh, the idealistic supporter. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that resonates with you when you hear that phrase, but this is somebody who loves to think about the possibilities that are out there and then rally people around in service of, hey, whatever possibilities we just came up yeah. with, let's talk about what's the big picture and where can we go? Let's dream big. And then let me really help encourage the work to go run after those things. That's what I would say. Again, that's not who you are, but I would say. Hey, working genius is here to help you know, hey, that's that's where you likely really come alive in the work process is you love the big idea and then rallying people like encouraging the work and helping people run after those big ideas. That's, Amen. I don't know if that Spot resonates on. with you, but no, it does. Spot. Daryl, you agree, huh? I do. And, and this yeah. is I mean, selling from the heart comes to life because Larry asked a lot of questions about sales and how it was done and figured out a 
a better way and launch the company. You know, we launched this company to enable people to do that, to sell from the heart. So I think that really does capture Larry well. But there's some things that frustrate Larry, and that is galvanizing <laughs> and invention. He can do it, but it wears him out. Uh, that's that's why, hey, really quick. That's why when I have conversations with Daryl, it just <laughs> wears me out. Though I love Daryl to pieces, it, our conversations wear me out sometimes. And do you think it's because of the invention piece? Because Daryl does have the genius of Dude, invention. Dude, I saw the right? eyebrow raise. I saw the eyebrow raise. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Because that's true. And again, that's the thing that, right. Because a lot of this is really about your energy level, right? Yeah. Where do you lean into work? What are the parts that you love? And what are the parts that, man, again, you can probably, this is, this is not a strengths and weaknesses conversation, right? So the that's fact right. that galvanizing an invention, guaranteed those are still in your job description and you can still be really good at those things. But those are the things that, hey, when you have to do them, it may take you three times as long to do it as the stuff that you love to do. And yeah. you may need to nap after you're finished with it. Right. But you can still do it and do it really well. That's yeah. what we talk about. Hey, build a strategy around it. Know when you're going to want to lean in and know when you're going to want to lean out. My guess is in the galvanizing and invention. Hey, when you when you you may want to tip this like hey let's tip the ball off right i, I want to pose the big question but i don't want to sit in a room and come up with all the solutions like i i, I my contract your contribution may really want to be in the ideation pro step this kind of creative process of hey i just want to ask the big question and kind of like open a can of worms in a great mm -hmm. way and then let somebody else come in and go oh my gosh that's a great can of worms you just opened here's yeah. a whole here's a bunch of different ways that we could solve for that even but that may not be the part that you love to lean into. No, but here, here's what's fascinating. It just, it, and I'm looking at this now through a sales leader's lens for just a moment. There's two C's that just come to mind. It's chemistry and culture. And it would just imagine if sales leaders unpack the working genius of their salespeople, what would happen to the culture inside that sales team and the chemistry, because now that sales leader is going to understand what makes these people come alive. And I learned something. What frustrates the heck out of them? That's right. Yes. Yes. It's a beautiful way to, for, for, for development, right? Yeah. Just because somebody on your team has these geniuses doesn't mean that they're necessarily yep. the expert in that area. Yep. So it's a little bit of a cheat code on, hey, what are your geniuses? Great. I'm going to keep giving you development opportunities in that area, right? That's a that's a great way I have seen time and time and time again for retention. Hey, let me develop you, continue to develop you in a way that you find like, that's what you feel like is your highest and best contribution to work. Great. I'm going to find ways to develop you. I'm going to invite you into projects that maybe you not, you, you might not have been invited to just because of the nature of the org chart. Mm -hmm. Hey, let me, let me figure out ways to really invest in you and in your geniuses because you know, if as an employee, when you're being invested in areas that you care about the most, you tend to stick around a little bit longer. Oh, these people care about me. They know me and they want to invest in my future. Um, so it's a little bit of a cheat code in that way. Daryl, were you about to say, so I didn't mean to cut you off a second ago. Not I get a little chatty. I'm sorry. It's good. This is fantastic. And we've just got a, a moment uh, here to dissect. Everyone knows I'm a wonder invention guy. You've hang, hung out with me, but where I struggle is in uh, enablement and tenacity. I like to say I can get the ball 80 yards yeah. down the field, but that once I'm in the red zone, it's tough. I really struggle at last 20 yards. Um, what would you say to someone like me that struggles with enablement and tenacity is uh, 
working frustration? Yeah, well, this is a couple of things. Well, first of all, you're not alone, right? So everybody, everybody has two areas. There's again, there's only six activities. So everybody Mm -hmm. has two areas of genius and everybody has two areas of frustration. That's just the way it works. So a couple of things I would say for anybody that, but specifically that you're, we're talking to you that has ET as frustrations, you know, take some, make sure you're planning ahead for details, right? Because details may not be the thing that, that fire you up and get you out of bed in the morning. <laughs> so plan for it. And by plan for it, I mean, either build a strategy around it, either hire somebody yeah. to help with it, yes. uh, build some systems around that yes. for you calendar the time ahead of time for yourself so that it doesn't, again, you don't get upside down on a project of like, you've spent all of your time in wonder and invent of an, an invention and the pro, the deadline is tomorrow. And there's a bunch of tenacity and enablement work to, to, that's that needs mm-hmm. to happen. And you've run out of runway. I so that, yeah, <laughs> never happens. Dude, right? that's, where he gets, <laughs> hey, Elliot, that's where he gets spun out. <laughs> yes, true. it is true. That's right. Yeah. And the other thing is I would say, this is where knowing what geniuses and frustrations around you, where that can be so helpful is because instead of just saying, hey, we're just we have a team. What I like to say is, hey, if you know each other's geniuses and frustrations, you can see everybody that's on your team as internal consultants. They say, oh, hey, can I yeah. for you, Daryl, to say, hey, you know, I've got some tenacity work that I that's it's on my job description to do. I've got to go. I have to get this done. Find somebody that does have the genius of tenacity and say, hey, could I borrow your tenacity for just a second? Mm. If you were me and you had these things to do, how would you do them? And oftentimes it helps you get to a better idea faster. Hmm. And it helps the other person to contribute to work in a way that they love to contribute without having to take more work on themselves. So that's that's how in that world where you can really have increased productivity and increased morale at the same time, because everybody is leaning into the process of getting work done in a more strategic way. I love it. This is so fun. I, I this this time just flew past and this I love thinking about things like this. Um, and I know this is going to be something that that our our sales leaders listening in, as well as as sales professionals, are really going to want to take a deeper dive in. So we've got, I've just got one more question as we wrap up, and that is Elliot. How can folks get more Elliot Moon in their life? Uh, well, if that's something that you're looking for, uh, <laughs> you you want more Elliot Moon in your life? Yeah, sure. I'm sure everybody does. No, uh, simply there. I've got a, a little bit of a website, just ElliotMoon.com. Uh, if you're curious or have any more questions about this, I would, as you can tell, I love talking about this. I love the people side of things. I love helping people uncover, Hey, what, what fires them up about work and what might frustrate them. And let's figure out how to lean into that. So yeah, Elliot moon, two L's and two T's and Elliot, ElliotMoon.com. Uh, you can reach out to me through that website and I'd love to have a conversation. Super. Uh, I'm so glad you, sh- you hung out with us now. Now Are I you know what to me? lean. Hey, Elliot, now I know what to lean into. That's right. That's right. Make sure you're paying attention to the stuff that brings you joy when you get to do it. I love it. Elliot, thank you so much. We really appreciate you sharing time with us here today. Absolute honor to be invited. Thank you guys so much. Super cool. Larry, this is, I love this. And you know why I love this? I love at Selling from the Heart. We always talk about the inner work 
in this journey of self-discovery and who we really are. And I think what Ellie has been sharing with us today here with this working genius model is yet another angle in into understanding how we work and what brings us joy. And I know as a sales professional and as a leader, I need to be leaning into things that bring me joy because there's a lot of things about the role that can be really taxing. And, and so just having, I found for my life, understanding what brings me joy allows me to lean into that. And like Elliot was talking about at the end, I'm getting better at putting systems and, and delegation, different things in place for the, the things that really suck the energy out of me. So I think this is super helpful for, for sales professionals and sales leaders to take a deeper dive into. You know, absolutely. And, and I will tell everyone who's watching or listening is everyone on the Selling from the Heart team has taken their working genius. Mm-hmm. And what it what it's enabled us to do is really open up our eyes into how to better communicate and how to better collaborate with each other. Because the things that I'm weak at or frustrate me, I lean into Daryl on because I know he's really good at it. But then I can pick pick the ball up and evangelize on it where yeah. Daryl sometimes struggles or finds it frustrating. So, I mean, this is huge for the sales leaders out there. I encourage you unpack the working genius of your salespeople. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this more. And I'm very interested in how this applies to us teams, buying teams and all of that. So super cool stuff. Hey, thank you to everybody for listening in today. Thank you to those who are liking and reviewing the podcast. It helps us spread this movement of authenticity. Larry, we got some great things coming up this spring. I'm so excited. We're like almost right there. It's going to be such an amazing year. You're going to want to make sure to stay tuned. And we've got some amazing guests queued up as well. You know, exciting times here at Selling from the Heart. Just one thing I just want to share on behalf of Daryl. We're just super grateful for you hanging out with us. You have choices of what you watch and listen to. We're just grateful that you hang out with us every week. Yeah, absolutely. Come join us at the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group. Just click the link in the show notes and get a free pass to the next up close and personal. Until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep building trust, discover your working genius, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.